This week's family Bible story is The Rich Man and Lazarus, which is also the Holy Gospel reading for the first Sunday after Trinity. We use responsive prayer number one, page 282 of Lutheran Service Book. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Holy God, holy and most gracious Father, have mercy and hear us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Show us your steadfast love, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. Let your priests be clothed with righteousness, and let your saints shout for joy. Lord, keep this nation under your care, and guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you judge the peoples with equity and guide the nations upon the earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. For the needy shall not always be forgotten, and the hope of the poor shall not perish forever. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Let us pray. Almighty God, whom to know is everlasting life, grant us to know your Son, Jesus Christ, to be the way, the truth, and the life, that following him by faith, we might abide in the consolation of your love and in the certainty of everlasting salvation. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Today's reading, The Rich Man and Lazarus, Luke 16, 14 and 15, and then verses 19 through 31. Now the Pharisees, who were lovers of money, also heard all these things, and they derided Jesus. And Jesus said to them, You are those who justify yourselves before men, but God knows your hearts. For what is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. Those words of Jesus in verse 14 and 15 teach us that what human beings gravitate towards love, worship, place their greatest value in, 
what they trust to and look to for their greatest good, all of those things can become their idols. That is certainly true of the Pharisees, and it can be true also of us, according to our sinful nature. So from that, Jesus then tells the parable of the rich man and Lazarus, verses 19 through 31. There was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. But there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, full of sores, who was laid at his gate, desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. So it was that the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And being in torments in Hades, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. Then he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted, and you are tormented. And besides all this, between us and you there is a great gulf fixed, so that those who want to pass from here to you cannot, nor can those from there pass to us. Then he said, I beg you therefore, Father, that you would send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, that he may testify to them, lest they also come to this place of torment. Abraham said to him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, No, Father Abraham, but if one goes to them from the dead, they will repent. But he said to him, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded though one rise from the dead. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. From outward appearances, most of us would much rather have been the rich man than the poor beggar covered with sores laid at his gate. Who wouldn't rather fare sumptuously every day, never want for anything? Who would want to be a beggar, sickly, and destitute on the side of the road. So standing back from the picture, we would rather be the rich man than the beggar Lazarus. But things aren't always as they appear. It is a common tendency of sinful humanity that when someone sees great health and wealth and position and honor and blessing, they think they are blessed by God because of what they have done. Conversely, if we see someone who is sick or destitute or suffering hardship of some sort, we are sometimes tempted to wonder, what did they do to deserve such a fate? In fact, sometimes we ask that same question about ourselves when we are going through bad times. The difference between these two men, the rich man and Lazarus, was not that one was a sinner and the other was not a sinner. They were both sinners. The difference was the faith of their heart. For the rich man, he trusted in himself, his riches, his position, his place of honor in the community. These were his idols. These were his gods, ultimately the god of self. 
So when he died, he did not have the Lord, and he went to hell. The beggar Lazarus, whose very name means God is my help, went to Abraham's bosom, a picture of heaven. He is described as a beggar, and he is deliberately described that way by Jesus because that's what it is to be a Christian. Faith depends entirely upon the Lord Jesus and his forgiveness and grace and trusts not at all in ourself or anything else that this world might have to offer. It's not that riches and honor and position and place are in and of themselves evil, but when they usurp the place of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, then that is a problem. And so, let us continue the thoughts on this particular story. So here are the central thoughts for this particular reading. Number one, to trust in one's works or money for salvation is an abomination to the Lord because it rejects Christ who died upon the cross for our salvation. Number two, the rich man made a God out of his own works and accomplishments. Number three, the beggar Lazarus trusted in Jesus, the seed of Abraham, for his salvation. Number four, God's word is the only thing that can bring about the miracle of repentance and faith in Christ. And number five, Abraham's bosom is a picture of the comfort, peace, and joy of heaven for all who trust in Christ. This particular reading is often used to teach the first commandment, you shall have no other gods, wherein God says, trust me. The second commandment, you shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, where the Lord says, pray to me. And the third commandment, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy, where God says, hear me. So the first commandment, trust me, you shall have no other gods. We see that clearly in the idolatry of the rich man versus the true beggarly faith of Lazarus, whose name means God is my help. In the case of Lazarus, he feared, loved, and trusted in God above all things. The reference to Abraham in the narrative is a reference to the promise that God made to Abraham, the promise of salvation, that in his seed all the nations of the earth would be blessed. In the case of the second commandment, out of faith we call upon God in every trouble, pray, praise, and give thanks. The rich man did not do these things because he did not believe in the God of Abraham. The beggar Lazarus, his entire life was characterized as one which called upon the Lord in every time of need. And thirdly, the third commandment, remember the Sabbath day, at the end of the narrative, from the position of hell, the rich man is arguing with Father Abraham to send Lazarus uh, to intercede and warn his brothers. And Father Abraham says, they have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. A clear reference to the sacred scriptures of the Old Testament by which a person is called to repentance and faith. So to be a beggar, one who is totally dependent upon another, is a great description of what it is to be a Christian. The Christian is totally dependent upon Christ who died for our sins and who gives us the gift of eternal life and salvation. He is the promised seed of Abraham. And through faith in him, we are declared righteous, 
justified, and forgiven. Our own works, accomplishments, money, education, and position in life cannot save us. Only Christ can save because only he died upon the cross in payment for our sins. Both men were sinners. Neither one of them could have saved themselves. The difference between the two is the faith of the heart. The rich man trusted in his riches. Out of that false faith, you can see the lovelessness that he demonstrated toward Lazarus. Even from a position of hell, he wants Lazarus to be his servant rather than the other way around. On the other hand, the beggar Lazarus trusted in the Lord. Out of that trust of love for the Lord comes love for others. We need God's word. Only the testimony of the scriptures from Moses and the prophets can bring about the miracle of repentance and faith in Christ. God's word exposes our sins of idolatry and calls us to repentance. They have Moses and the prophets. But where the Holy Spirit works faith, there is the promise of forgiveness and the salvation with the Lord forever. We look forward to the day when we die and the angels carry our souls to heaven, Abraham's bosom, where we will be forever with the Lord and where he will wipe away all tears from our eyes. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, by your word, bring us to repentance for all the ways in which we trust in ourselves, our works, our money, or any of the pleasures of life. Give us firm faith in Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that trusting in him, like the beggar Lazarus, we might have the gift and promise of everlasting life with you. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord bless us, defend us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen.